Wherever you are in the world, welcome. I'm Kevin Abdurrahman. This is How Do They Do It? If this is your first time tuning in, take a moment to subscribe to our podcast. Here's why. Every episode, I sit with a guest, a beast, a game changer, a great mind, a leader, or just someone whom I admire and would like to have a chat with. If you resonate with a specific guest, I would be grateful if you review and share it because it will make their voice heard. And hopefully, more people can get inspired, get informed, and get going. And oh, by the way, I might not be doing this for long, but for now, I take summary notes of each conversation. So, if you do like the podcast, you can go and download the summary notes to any specific episode. Simply go on kevinabdurrahman.org forward slash podcast. I hope that with any given conversation, something sparks up in your heart and mind to help you be the best that you can be. Paraphrasing Bruce Lee, absorb what is useful, discard what's useless, and add what is specifically your own. Enjoy the conversation. The phrase one in a million is used loosely to describe someone special, but that is exactly the phrase I'm going to use to describe my guest and friend. She is one in a million, and I've seen that many people across five continents. Few people stand out in ways that I cannot describe. What's undeniable is my guest's radiance. There is just a presence about her that you feel when you are present in her company. She's authentic, one of the most authentic people I know. She's full of energy, all smiles, all giggles. And frankly, she scares the heck out of me because we're so different. To this very day, I'm not sure how we are friends because in reality, we are on opposite end of the spectrum. I like to think that I have heart, but she tells me I have none, which I'm hoping by that she means I am all head. She, however, isn't head, she is all heart. And the thought of living my life like that, all heart, scares me a lot which is why I thought it would be a good idea to bring her on the show and see how does the other half live. She's a yogi. She's the creator of the brand Yoga Life, Happy Life. And I think if I'm not mistaken, the first girl to practice yoga and teach yoga around the world in a dress. This is How Do They Do It? I'm Kevin Abdurrahman. My guest today is Yudita Burkova. How you doing? Hello, Kevin. Are you always this bubbly? <laughs> no. <laughs> like 10 minutes ago, I wanted to kill him. <laughs> so this is just... <laughs> That's a good start for an interview. Thank you. <laughs> you said authentic. It's true. You are authentic. Yeah, well, thank you. But seriously, though, I've known you for a few years now. And what's really undeniable about you is you're bubbly. And even if I'm in a <laughs> mood and when we meet, it takes like a minute or two. I find myself, hey, I'm in a better mood. So it's a true question. It's a real question. Are you always bubbly? Really? Is the truth? I'm not always bubbly. But I'm bubbly 99%. Not 99. 90% of the time. Okay. Yes. How do you do it? Is this something that's natural to you? You've learned to do this? Uh, I think it's uh, discipline. A few years ago, I decided to uh, fill my mind only with uh, thoughts that feel good. Nothing okay. else. It doesn't matter if it's true or not. If it doesn't feel good, I'm not putting it in my head because it's my head. <laughs> and I wanted to feel good, I wanted to be happy, so I started paying attention to my thoughts. And um, 
it was just step by step. I felt like I felt uh, I felt better and better and better. And so um, this is how it works. And what, what what was the point that made you think I need to take control of my thoughts? What can you take us through that point in time? Yes. Well, I practice yoga. This is what I do for a living. Yeah. I teach yoga, and uh, many years ago there was a month where I couldn't practice, okay. and then I came back to it, and I felt a little bit more stiff. Okay. And then I thought, okay, if I don't, okay, if you don't practice yoga, you're you don't feel good when you're doing yoga, and it's the same with thoughts. So uh, if I can practice my body, why don't I practice my mind? So I started practicing my mind as well, my body. Very good. And has your life always been yoga? What is there a life before yoga for you to say? Well, I've uh, been practicing for 10 years now. Yeah. So definitely there uh, was a time uh, for me without yoga. And uh, I, I ask this question because when I see you, when I know you and anyone that knows you, uh, knows that what you're doing is really you. Like, and also yoga. A lot of people say I practice yoga or I do yoga or I teach yoga. You just, you just don't feel that, you don't feel like they're on the same wavelength. And yet with you, it's really you. So I'm just trying to picture if I knew you before your days of yoga, how would that actually be? Like I can't picture you and perhaps you could share like, how were you before yoga? But yeah, that's a good question. Um, I think I was more or less the same. Uh, finding yoga was just finding a cherry on the top of the cake, but the cake was there, you know, the core is there. So I don't think I've changed so much, uh, but uh, finding yoga is like finding your life partner. You're just richer and... Um, a good life partner. A good one, yeah. very good one, yeah. <laughs> yes. Reliable one. <laughs> no, no relationship no, issues no, whatsoever no. here. No, no. Uh, we can take this wherever you like. I have lots of questions and I mean you can just you can take it in any direction you like. Okay. How do you deal with disappointment? Can you think of the last time you were disappointed? Perhaps you could share it with us and you know take us through your thought process, you know. Yes. How do you deal with it? Because it's a real problem we all have. Definitely. I've heard um, somewhere that uh, any negative emotion including disappointment is just the fact that you're looking at the situation uh, in an opposite perspective than your soul. So your Ooh, soul your soul is looking at it, let's say, this way, okay. and at that moment you feel bad, and disappointment is a bad, really strong feeling, you're looking at it this way. And so the only thing you have to do is to join your soul and look at it from the same perspective, and that minute you feel good. Get inspired. Whether you're in Dubai for business or pleasure, the last thing you want to do is blow your budget on accommodation. Which is why I recommend you check out our host venue partners, Rove Hotels. Beyond being price sensitive, what I love about Rove Hotels is the fact that they are a combination of cafe, culture, and just coolness. Even my guests, many of them, when they arrive before we record or after we finish recording the podcast, they actually comment. They go, wow, this place is cool. The vibe is amazing. And it is amazing. So if you're in Dubai for business or pleasure, I recommend you check out our host venue partners, Rove Hotels. This episode is brought to you by M Dojo. Whether you're in business or new to business, you need three things. A good website, traffic, and being able to convert that traffic into paying customers. That's what M Dojo does best. They're able to create for you a functional state-of-the-art website, drive targeted traffic, and 
put in all the elements needed in order to convert that into paying customers. Isn't that what you want? Of course it is. Give the team at MDojo a call and see how they can help you increase your sales and profits. Tell them I sent you. Their website, mdojo.co. So you're saying it's my expectation of the situation? It's not matching with the expectation I had? Um, like how would you explain this if I, I, I don't get it. Just, <laughs> <laughs> like, if you had to explain it to someone um, with, with my IQ. Like uh, if I asked or you, EQ. let's say there is a situation that uh, that you think is a problem for okay. you, and I would ask you what, how do you think your soul or love looks at it? Okay, so let's say I was disappointed with my last relationship breakup. Yes, 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 okay. yes, exactly. And what would you say? Like you know, your soul is looking at it like what? What does your soul think about it? I don't know, it? but how I felt in terms of disappointment was, why did this happen? Yeah, that, uh, that's not serving us. These questions are really, I don't think, I mean, it's not serving me, definitely. Okay. So you have to join the perspective of your higher being. I don't know, somebody calls it soul, higher being, it doesn't matter, but you, you know what I mean. You have to take a total different approach to it because the fact that you're feeling negative emotion means that you are looking at it like um, from the point of view of split energy. You are not one with your soul. So guide me through it. So uh, you're, you had a bad breakup. Well, I just break up and I felt bad. Yeah. Yes. I was like, why did this happen to me? I'll tell you what went through my head. Yes. Uh, you know, what? Where did I do wrong? What could I have done better? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The thoughts that are not serving you are going back to the very beginning where I said you have to fill your mind only with thoughts that serve you. It's and a bit difficult though when you're in a disappointing situation. Yes. I'm not saying to deny it. Definitely not. Okay. But at that moment, if you're able to stop and be really present, even though it sounds a little bit cliche, and say, do these thoughts, it doesn't matter if it's true or not, these thoughts are true. They are true, yes. True, yes, yeah. but as I said, it's not important. The important thing is that how you feel, that's the most important thing. And you didn't feel good, and that's an issue, because that's your navigational system telling you um, that you have to take a different approach to the situation, nothing else, it doesn't mean anything else. So how do you do? Like, can you share an example yes. of a time where you, yes, you yes. felt disappointment and clearly you're having to... It feels unnatural to actually do this. At least it would feel unnatural for it me. It is, yeah, because we're not uh, used to it. It's like you, like if I asked you to do yoga right now, it wouldn't be natural to you Very because unnatural. you haven't okay. practiced. Yeah. And this is the same thing. You have to practice this. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, you know, it's probably not going to flow like this, but at least you try, you try and it goes better and better. So let's say, I will put it on my example, okay? Um, uh, I was in a bad situation with a person because that's usually very um, emotional and I was blaming them uh -huh. for hurting my feelings. Okay. This and is, you were in the middle of that feeling? Like yes, I was feeling, feeling it. it. Okay. I was feeling it. So I stop at the moment, like if I'm, you know, not, I'm not all the time I'm able to do that, you sure. know what I'm saying? But uh, I know when I'm able to do that, it works 100%. So I stop and I'm, I ask myself, what, what are the thoughts around it? And do they serve me to feel better and to mm. fulfill my dreams? Because mm. I want to fulfill my dreams when I'm here on this planet. So, um, and the, the answer is always no. Your soul doesn't blame that person. Your soul never blames you or that person. You know, the, the soul 
actually your soul loves the situation because it's dramatic and it's full of life you know and it's actually pushing you somewhere else but it's pushing you uh towards your dreams you know so negative you know what, what we think is negative is not really negative okay. and that moment that moment when you stop and you realize it not in your head you realize it through the body you experience it you're the winner because you feel good not because you denied your bad emotions but because you took them in and you kind of yeah, well, what was, so what was going through your head you were like going okay you went from blaming that person yes. to what to loving them for being bad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> to loving them for being bad. Yeah, I know, but it's that really, so it's really, really hard to put it in words, not to, for, for it not to sound cliche. I know. See what I mean? Like we're so different, <laughs> which I thought was interesting to, to have around. It's true. Like we're so different. To me, this is so woo woo. Like, and <laughs> I'm a motivational speaker. Like I, I speak on positivity and optimism. <laughs> But you're like next level. I'm like, I just don't get this. <laughs> but the thing is that I don't feel spiritual or anything like, you know me, come on, you know, I don't, I'm yeah. not, uh, whenever I come to a yoga people meeting, I don't fit in and I don't even consider myself, even though I, I even though I thought, I thought yoga for so long and it's my, it's my work, it's my life. I don't consider myself a yogi, you know? So uh, this is interesting. Yeah. So she's a yogi, you're a yogi. <laughs> well, how are you different from all the other yogis? There seems to be quite a few of you guys these days. It seems like anyone that's lost is a yogi. <laughs> yes, it's true. I mean, no disrespect. It's just the reality. Just like anyone who feels lost goes and becomes a life coach. I'm like, <laughs> buddy, you're lost. Why are you coaching others on life? <laughs> what true. experience do you have, 22-year-old, Yeah. to coach me on life? Or just a motivational speaker. It's just the path of least resistance. It's like, oh, yeah, I can go and do yeah, this. Yeah. So how are you different? I mean, you, you mentioned you feel different. Uh, it's not that I feel different, I just don't feel that I'm a yoga teacher or I'm spiritual. I don't consider myself spiritual and I honestly, I don't really, um, I don't like it when somebody is ultra spiritual. So I don't want to sound, as you said, it woo woo. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like uh, unicorns and stuff. Um, but this is, uh, this is just a simple discipline. It's like a little like workout of your body. This is just a workout of your mind, nothing else. This is, you know, I'm not talking like, you know, be happy all the time. Right. This is not what I'm saying, yeah. And uh, also I wanted to mention regarding yoga, I didn't become a yoga teacher because I wanted to become a yoga teacher. I didn't want to become a yoga teacher. I was pushed to be one because uh, when I um, started yoga, I fell in love with that. It was just like, it was like the biggest love ever. Practicing it for yourself. Practicing it for myself. And it was not my intention to teach it. So okay. I was practicing for three years, nonstop, like every day, twice a day, just because I loved it. Okay. And only after these three years, uh, that thought came to my mind that uh, maybe I should uh, do the certificate to become the teacher. And I'm like, no, I hate to speak in public. I didn't want to do this, but the thought um, uh, kept uh, coming back. And so I did it. That, that's like, I'm talking like, yeah, like six years ago. And, uh, but I'm like, I'm not going to teach. I'm just going to do the certificate. But once I finished the certificate, I, I was holding it. The next day, my sister calls me and she's like, oh, in this place, they're looking for a yoga teacher. Can you take it? Like starting the next week. And I'm like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. So, um, and so there you were. Yeah, I, I feel there's a, there's a difference, you know. So I wasn't looking at uh, yoga teachers and I didn't want to be like them. Mm. Or, you know, as you said, like everybody who's lost becomes a, a life coach because they think it's easier life. It wasn't like that for me. I really felt it was a calling. So I just listened to the calling. So it's interesting because 
oh, I want to take this in a couple of ways. So I hope I don't forget. I want to talk about your, you know, seeing it as a calling because you're a big believer in signs. Yes. So tell us about this thing where you go follow the signs. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's my big thing. Um, yes, what do you want to hear? Um, no, you want to hear just, about just, you know, if someone doesn't know about it, what's, you have this philosophy of following the signs. Yes, I do. Tell us about it. Um, well, you mentioned it at the beginning when Kevin was introducing me. He said, uh, I go by heart. So um, it was, when you're making a decision, uh, usually what we are taught at school, mm. unfortunately, is that uh, we base the decision on rationality. Okay. What's logical. True. This is logical. True. And we, you know, and this little, little voice inside says, no, like totally something like illogical. Logical. That's right. Yes. But we don't, but this voice is very, it's whispering. It's not even voice, it's whispering. And it doesn't have these strong, loud, logical arguments. So we don't listen to it mm. because it's unsafe. As mm. I said, it scares you yeah. because you don't have anything to hold on. But as everybody knows from your experience, you know it, it's always better to listen to this small little whispering voice than to this loud, big arguments of your logics. Mm. The thing is, uh, our mind, I mean rational mind, because there is like few concepts of mind, um, is the most limited part of us. Because consider it. Interesting. Yes. Uh, it is only, uh, your logical mind is only considering what was or what is, it, what is now. Okay. That's it. So what somebody already experienced, you or somebody else, or what's going on right now that you're observing. Okay. Nothing else, but it's just a small box. And consider it. Uh, all That's inventions and new ideas don't come from this small box what was or what is. Yeah. It's outside. So you, with your rational mind, when you're making decisions uh, based on rational mind, you're basing, basically um, relying on the most limited part of you. Which is just, just what you know. Oh, this is interesting. Yeah. Uh, so... Um, so I've been living a life <laughs> that's far below my current potential. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> well, that was a feel-good interview. The end. <laughs> No, you know, it's really interesting. Yeah. Get inspired. One of the questions that I get frequently asked is, Kev, how can I increase my motivation? We see great individuals, we see achievers, like many of the guests that I'm bringing on the show. They have the energy, they do so much, they're in a state of flow. How do they do it? Well, my team and I have released an article which I've made available on kevinabdurrahman.org forward slash blog the ultimate biohacking guide to increasing motivation. Or you can simply Google Kevin increase motivation and the article should pop up right at the top. It's absolutely free. Read it and most important of all, take the bits and pieces that are relevant to you and apply it into your life to increase your motivation. I hope you find the article of value. If you do, feel free to leave your comments and also share it with your circle of friends. Again, you can Google it. Kevin Increase Motivation, it will be the first link that pops up, or on my website, kevinabdurrahman.org forward slash blog. So following the science is basically uh, a nice way how to say it, uh, how to say this, how to live this, how to live this, uh, to rely on your, on this uh, Intuition? Definitely intuition, uh, sign can be, exactly, this voice that I mentioned, uh, intuition but it can be really science and a lot of times the signs are uh with animals like the animals bring the sign but the most important thing is not to let your rational mind 
interfere because your rational mind can kill it like within like one second, all the signs and all the magic is gone. And is this, is this a problem you see with people? Yes, because Western uh, society is based on rational mind, okay. rational mind and logics and um, knowledge. Okay, so if I want to catch myself out from doing it, can you give me an example of a time where I could be blocking it? Yes. And I shouldn't be? Yes. For example, uh, you have an, you have a great idea and it feels good in the body, yes. not in the head. It yes. feels, Thank you. Yeah, 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 exactly. And then you're like, I'm going to go. And then you go outside and then all of a sudden there's a weird bird flying by. Weird. And you're like, oh, that's a sign I'm going the right way. And then you're like, oh, come on. Like this guy also saw the bird. You know, you're not the only one who saw this the bird. This is when you're sabotaging your yeah, this is, I'm, uh, Yeah, I'm exa exactly. I'm, um, this is, yeah, yeah, this is when, I, uh, when the mind is sabotaging uh, the, the magic. Yeah, like what's so special about this bird that I've yeah, noticed? Yeah, exactly. I'm just making you it up. You have noticed it. Yes. Or I'm just making it up. It was just the bird. Whereas that sign, because we've noticed it, that's specific to us. Yes. So someone else could have seen that bird, but like, it meant nothing to them. Exactly. Not even in their consciousness. Exactly. Exactly. Or maybe they were there. Somebody else was there. The bird was there, but they didn't see the bird. Mm. You don't know if they saw the bird or not. But you saw the bird and at that moment you had that feeling in your body because I really have to exaggerate the word body, not your head. Yes. That it meant something, something. And again, like say something, but we don't know what. So again, you have nothing to grab on, nothing yeah. to rely on. You just have to be really courageous because yeah. you have to believe um, your heart. Yeah, if, if I put it very simply. It does simply. require courage actually when you yeah. say it like this. It does require a lot of courage. Yes. I never thought about this. To actually follow your heart requires a lot of courage. Yes. Much more than to follow your head, yeah. Interesting. Did you ever get it wrong? The signs? Yeah. Like, did you ever follow your heart and you got it wrong? No. Only the time, uh, only time when I got it wrong was when I relied on my... Uh, for example, I just published a book. And before I hired the graphic designer who did it uh, at the end, um, I was working, you know, my mind, my rational mind, my logic said, this woman has all the credentials. Her CV was like already like published 50 books. And I hired her, even though my intuition said no, no. And I hired her. It cost me a lot of money. It took us a lot of time. Yeah. And so all the signs, all my intuition, all my heart was pointing to this graphic designer who in the end did it. So you had a choice of two people. Yes. One who had... All, all the credentials, yes. published books, yes. all the credential, and another guy who was unpublished. Exactly, no, no, no book before. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And so your mind said, go with the lady. Yeah, so I did. <laughs> I got burnt and I learned. So when I was looking for people who, um, who were supposed to edit the text uh, in the end, then I didn't make the mistake again because it was the same thing, you know. I asked one woman and she said, no, I'm going to recommend somebody who is who actually does this for work. Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, I don't want that. I want you because I just want you. No reason, no logic behind that. Nothing to, like, to support it, just the feeling, nothing else. Well, if some people listening to this and watching it, if they're anywhere close to where I am, what you're saying is super difficult. <laughs> it would require a ton of courage, no, seriously. Yes, but again, if you practice it more and more, uh, the more confident you are. And mm. I don't recommend somebody to, uh, to make a, a huge decision based on that if they're not used to that. Start with small things. So in the morning, you don't know if to have coffee or tea. And now, 
I don't know, something tells you, or you were planning to uh, have a tea, but something tells you coffee. So listen to that. There are small things where you cannot really, it. yeah, and practice it. And then you're going to have the courage to uh, make big steps because nothing can happen to you. Nice one. Yeah. Since you mentioned your book. Yes. How do you say it for, for my audience in the Czech Republic? What's the title? Posselst vi Asan. Exactly what she said. <laughs> We're going to place the link on, on the video and also the podcast so you can check it out and get it. It's a lovely book, actually. Um, a nice coffee table book. Ta-da! There we go. This is the question that I had. It, it came to me now. The, the question that I had was, an, not another yogi? <laughs> like... It's true. <laughs> and yeah. not another book. Yeah. There must be like hundreds, if not thousands of books on yoga. Yes. So what's your book about? And perhaps if someone's looking at this and going, why should I get it? Or what makes this different? What is it? Yeah. Can I hold? Sure. <laughs> Can I have my book? <laughs> I want to feel it. Um, I... Uh... The process of making a book was the same as I described with the signs. I was uh, in one asana, asana is a position, and it was in Bali actually, and I heard the voice and I didn't make it with my head because I'm not that clever. Because it said, there is a space, uh, wait, it's hard for me to translate it. Um, you can say it in Czech first. Yeah, in Czech it's, existuje prostor za hranicí možného. So, there is a space behind the border of what is possible. Interesting. I would not make it with my head, I swear to God. This just came to you. This just came to me in a position of, uh, it's called uh, Paschimottanasana, which is... One of these ones. Yes, exactly. Oh, <laughs> Something okay. like that. Yeah. We will find it in the book I show you. Um, and so I'm like, interesting, wait a second. So there's a message, kind of like a message of each asana that you can take and live it not only on the yoga mat, but also in your life. So that's totally connected because for me, yoga is not a physical exercise at all. It's not stretching. It's a way of living. And so that made perfect sense, right? Because, Say it again. Well, yoga is not a physical exercise for me. It's, uh, it's not, a lot of people think that it's stretching. Right. <laughs> it's not, it's not. Uh, I thought it's breathing. It, no, it's much more, it's a, uh, um, so let's say, okay, the, the Bible, the, uh, the yoga Bible is called Yoga Sutra mm -hmm. by Patanjali. There is 196 verses mm -hmm. and only, well, guess how many verses are about the physical positions, about asanas? No idea. Only one, one verse. Wow, okay. And this is considered the Yoga Bible, Yoga Sutra. Um, so only one verse dedicated to bodily position, which is asana, like conscious bodily uh, position. All the other stuff is about, uh, okay, breath, of course, as well, but about how you live. What is in your mind? How do you work with your mind? Is your mind your partner or your slave to your mind? Mm. So um, that's yoga. And so when I got the first me message, which the book is based on, many messages, not only this one. This one was the first one. I have 33 messages there. Um, then I thought, that's perfect. This is exactly what I thought, what I felt, not thought, but what I felt. felt yeah. That this is how to live yoga, not only one hour on the yoga mat, but outside of it. And you had a motto which you mentioned briefly, if you could repeat it about the asana, it's, it's, what is it? It's beyond the asana? Well, this, uh, uh, this particular one. Or, uh, or just the, no, in terms of what the meaning of an asana. Asana is a body, conscious bodily position. Okay. 
where you're fully present and you use your breath as, uh, as well. So it's not stretching, there's <laughs> a huge difference. So you can have two people and they can look from outside the same. They can, maybe they look uh, both that they're practicing yoga, mm -hmm. but one is and one not. And you, if you have a, a, a little bit better sight than just- Just the physical. Just the physical one, you will see the difference. Okay, but you were talking about the asana or the body position, it's beyond just a physical- Yes. Aspect. Yeah, You're but talking I think, about the meaning in, of yeah, life. Yes. Meaning of the asana. So, as I, I was already talking about the little whispering voice inside, yeah. so this voice whispers specific things in each asana because, uh, again, when you're practicing, you're building symbols with your body. And if you stay in the asana for a while, uh, you're in the symbol. Symbol is a message. You're, you know, there's an energetical charge that is going around you from within to outside, and then it's coming back as well. You, you've heard that, you know, the law of attraction, of attraction, I don't like it again because it again sounds very spiritual. Yeah. But um, I think it's just uh, simple. It's just simple thinking. It's not even thinking, but just um, we have the saying in Czech. Um, saying in Czech. You know, the people who work on the field didn't go to university. They have the simple, natural well, wisdom. Wisdom, that's the word. Yeah. This is a great Czech saying because I got it. Yeah, you got it, yeah. <laughs> Self-kirozum, it's called self-kirozum. Okay. Yeah. And the English of it is, is it simplicity? Is that what you say? The simplicity of wisdom? It's like natural wisdom. Okay. You don't have to study for that. You, you just you, you just need to be, fully be and be present. That's it. What you say sounds simple, yet difficult. Yeah, it's both. You're right. Yeah. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. It is simple, but you have to practice it every day. There is no... Um, I'm not a really disciplined person when it comes to um, these like things that you should do. You know, you should drink that, you should eat that, you should wake up at this time, and you should practice when uh, at this time. I'm, I really don't like that, but I'm really strict with myself when it comes to discipline with my thoughts. There's, Interesting. There's like I'm not being nice to myself when I'm not uh, fulfilling it. Right. I was going to ask you, how, you know, do you have any disciplines or habits throughout the day? Yeah, this is it. This is work for every day. Many people also think that they go to seminar mm -hmm. and they have it. They understand it at the moment, it gets them and boom, I got it. But that's not the end. It's the evolution always goes. So you always have to keep going. So it's a practice of every day. And that comes with humbleness as well. Mm -hmm. So I'm not like, I had it done. I'm like, I, I did it. Yes, you know, that's right. Yeah. I'm done basically. I'm, now I'm clever, I'm wise, and I'm yogi. Where in reality, it's really just the beginning of your journey yeah. of a new understanding. Yeah. It's a, it's a practice of every day. So I always, it's like yoga. You practice every day. So you practice your mind every day. Mm. Every day. So the name is Postasi Asana, means messages of asanas. And uh, the motto is, um, it's hard to translate it. Um, no, you told me this when I arrived. You said something about like, it's about the meaning beyond the movement. Yes. So can you just touch on that? That's what I was trying to get at, is for you to repeat that part. Uh -huh. okay. How can yoga go beyond the yoga mat and influence your body? This is like the motto of the book. Okay. Like you're any so, so, No, no, that's all right. So yeah. my thing was not another yogi. So, so just to ask you again, like why this book? I mean, it's a lovely book. It's, it's a great coffee table book, actually. 
Coffee um, table. No, it's I mean it like a coffee table book because it's full of her pictures and she looks good. <laughs> wait, wait, I have to correct that. It's not a coffee table book. It's a book to practice with. You practice yoga with it, but yoga, but Kevin doesn't practice yoga, so he thinks it's a coffee book, <laughs> coffee table book. It looks like a coffee table book. <laughs> okay, it's a book. It's not <laughs> I still think it's a coffee table book. I'm taking one of these, and it's gonna be on my coffee table. Uh, but uh, yeah, so. What makes your book different? Yes. Or what's the central message behind yes, it? Yes, yes. Uh, usually, uh, I'm not saying all the yoga books are about how to uh, do the asana correctly. Okay. Where to put your feet, uh, um, how to do it correctly, basically. Um, my book is not about that because there's, yeah, there's one million of them and you can even Google it. Yes. My book is about what message you can take from each asana to live it. Interesting. During the yoga practice, that makes your yoga practice fun. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I, um, because it, sometimes also people tell me yoga is boring. I'm like, that's just ridiculous. You know, that's like talking to your soul is boring. This is, you know, that, that doesn't make any sense. So, um, and then, as I said, you can live it in the in the nor every everyday normal life. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. I mean, you've taken this. And I'm interested to know how it happened, if you'd like to share. How, how did you go from someone who's practicing this in the Czech Republic to now traveling around the world, you know, doing courses? You've done it in, in the UAE, you've done it in, you know, you're doing it in Costa Rica, Philippines, um, Indonesia, um, Mexico, Mexico, Bali, yeah, yeah, we used Indonesia. So how, how, did, how did that happen? Oh, that's a cool story, actually. <laughs> I don't even know if you know it. Um, again, I felt I felt unhappy in Prague. I live in Prague, Czech Republic. It's just so yeah, it's just so different from who I am. It's amazing. It's it it really is. I mean, the whole idea is I wanted to sit with you and and do this. I'm sorry for cutting you off, and no. you can continue. I'm amazed every time I meet with you and we talk. And I'm going, wow, she just lives differently. <laughs> and I hope that with every interaction, I get to just one step forward into living in your like with your modality I, th I just think it's fun i just can't see myself it is fun yeah but i think over the last few years i'm a lot less a lot less uptight yeah yeah just a little bit yeah okay back, back to how you felt like you just kind of do it i felt the urge to go somewhere else and find a place because I felt because I was doing yoga here I felt I should do it somewhere else but I didn't have a plan I didn't know what to do and my friend called me and he just said it randomly because really randomly go to Trapani to Sicily okay uh, and I'm like okay so I went yeah. and I bought the ticket this and is marketing strategy 101 like this is just really, but you know, I have to admit, it also scares me, you know, because I'm like, what am I going to do there by myself? How am I going to find a place here? I'm going to like knock on people's doors or what, you know, I didn't, I didn't know how okay. to do it. So you have these feelings of like, I do discomfort I do. and yes, yes, holy yes. shit. And yeah. Okay. Yes, I do. Uh, because uh, this one, it was a small decision, but sometimes I'm making huge decisions based on signs. And uh, of course, you know, but the feeling of uncertainty, is shorter and shorter and I am not paying attention to it that much anymore you know so okay so your friend calls you and goes you go should do Trapani. yes so I bought a ticket I go to Trapani and the first day I felt lost I was there already by myself I felt really I'm like this was like a waste of money time again yeah and so I'm like you know what forget that 
I'm not gonna find, I'm not gonna be looking for places for yoga. I'm just gonna enjoy it here. <laughs> I got in the car, I put the navigation on, put the navigation on the desk, and I was going, but there was strong sunlight, and the navigation overheated and it switched off, and it, because it was silent, I was just going straight, 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 until I got to this magical little city, and it wasn't the place where I was aiming to go. But I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna have fun there. And so I drank espresso, I was flirting with the waiters, you know, the Italian waiters, and then I wore the dress, Italian dress and stuff like that. And I got happy from being lost in the morning. I was happy and full of life again. Mm. And you would have I came back the same day and on, I had a message uh, on Facebook saying, uh, because I was posting it on Facebook that I was in Sicily, Yurita, uh, we are organizing yoga retreats with bio, with organic Sicilian uh, food in this town. She named the then town you got where, I, where I got lost that day out of all Sicily. Sicily is not a small island, you know. I'm like, why? I couldn't, really, I couldn't, I thought really, I was dreaming. And so we organized the, the event. This person is random. Random, okay. random. Right now she's one of my best friends. Sure, but, but at that point she was random. Random. And um, we signed the contract. The trip was full within 14 days. We, had, we were fully Full booked. Yeah. And we organized the trip in one and a half months. We were there with a group of 24 people. And right now we're organizing already the third one. So this is gonna be the, th uh, the third year that we're doing it in Sicily. And with that came another uh, travel agency that offered me Bali. But again, they're my best friends also because we are creating really nice business full of laughter and we, we don't take ourselves seriously and just, it just goes smoothly. But here, yeah. It's just out of the... Here's the difference. Like, when I want to get into business or I want to do something, there's or how, I'm going to put it in quotes, air quotes, normal people, <laughs> they'll be like, business plan, strength, yeah, yeah. this very mind-like and clearly what you said now it's really now at the forefront of my thinking is very limited in thinking and you're like yeah it felt right let's go <laughs> but I'm you have to be brave enough to endure that feeling of being lost I, because i really didn't feel that morning oh, i have to exaggerate that i was really like like really i felt lonely lonely and um I, and i didn't know what i was doing because That's again really i didn't have the business plan or anything brave enough to endure the feeling yes. of being lost yes oh that's good yes that's true because holding on these things uh you just want to avoid these feelings right but then you don't you clearly you don't miss get on the, the bigger picture the big yeah yeah you get it because i would never well, who would think that and you know why she contacted me because i posted a photo of me with lemons and she had uh, Cecily connected with lemons so all these there's signs these little connections it's all we're all connected you know this is not like me and you separate it's just it's fluid it's fluid you know and when you relax then it flows better and better things happen to you yeah i will admit if you're listening or watching this that it's still a whole lot of woo woo for me <laughs> it's just the reality of it but i'm actively going through that discomfort and that's the reason i wanted to sit with you is to uh, yeah. discomfort. it's really discomfort for me no seriously yeah because I know, like I do what I know, and clearly now I know that it's very little, <laughs> right? And your way of living, it's yeah, it's really it's it's discomfort. Yeah, um, a lot of times. But yeah. clearly a lot more fun. 
And yeah, totally, yeah. totally. That's why I think it's, it's not Google because it's fun. And it's a different world, and I want to explore that. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Since you speak about you know going with how you feel like, how do you deal with failure? Mm -hmm. So can you tell us of like the last time you encountered failure, the feelings you felt? So I know that you're human, or at least we share that part. <laughs> and then how did you deal with it? Like just the way you lead life, how do you deal with mm -hmm. failure? Uh, yes. So um, based on my experience, uh, the parts of my life where I felt like uh, it was a failure, uh -huh. go uh, looking at it back, I was so happy it happened because it meant uh, that I went a different way. So yeah, I but that's reflecting on it. Yes, but at that moment. Yeah, in that moment when you when you failed or you feel like a failure. Yes. Can you give us an example? It's yeah. the same as with the disappointment. You know, first of all, I don't find with it because it's totally okay to feel bad. Okay. I don't have to feel perfect all the time. Yes. Um, and actually, uh, feeling bad means that. Um, it means, I think, two things. First of all, that I know better what I want. Uh -huh. It's clearer. And um, one more thing that I forgot. Okay, fair enough. But so, can you give me an example? Can you think like whether it's it was a recent failure or yeah. your most recent failure? Can you give us an example? Just so people have something concrete. Because sometimes we look at individuals, I mean, I'll look at you and I go, I don't even think she failed. Or I don't think she feels disappointment or she feels like a failure the way I do when mm -hmm. I go through failures. Yes. No, definitely I do. Of course I do. Uh, when I was launching my project, uh, Yoga Life, Happy Life, it was new to me. It was new to me and I didn't know it was going to succeed or not. That's your brand? That's my brand, yeah. It's my, more like a company because right now it's more people. So I don't feel it's just me. And um, when I was launching it, it was, uh, it was scary. Mm. It was scary. And because I was scared, I wanted to back up. Uh -huh. So I asked another company or another person who's uh, uh, big in the Czech Republic, not in yoga, but in this um, in like business. I'm like, how about we do it together? Because I wasn't sure about myself. And they're like, no, sorry, we don't want to. But like really, like bluntly like this. We just, we don't want to. I'm like, oh, you know, it, uh, that really hurts. So at the day I was crying, but right now I'm so happy. They didn't want to do it, but imagine you know I would have to like be with them even though I don't I didn't really want to. It was just because of fear I wanted them. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. So okay, is that failure or not? I, well, at that moment I felt that was a huge failure. Sure. Because I, I felt like it, I'm not good enough and stuff like that. Uh, but looking back, I cannot be more thankful. And that's the same with relationships with anything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's refusing, like when somebody refuses you, it hurts. Yes. It hurts, but no, this is exactly, yeah, mm -hmm. it's the same. If I'm not mistaken, correct me if I'm wrong, are you like the first yogi to teach an address? <laughs> Lovely dress, by the way. Thank you. It has shorts underneath. I have to <laughs> exaggerate it at the moment, at the beginning, because uh, because that's a, that's a question that I get. Uh, yes, uh, I don't know if I'm the first one, of course. Okay. Uh, but you're main, like you're taking it mainstream. Like yes. This is your style of teaching. Exactly. And yeah. You've got like an, a whole dress line that yes, you know yes, girls yes, buy. Yes, yes, what yes. about guys? We have collections. No, nothing for guys. Okay. No. <laughs> um, so I mean, is this your thing? Like yes, um, yes, because uh, I was practicing because I, I don't like pants because it's too tight on me. I, I don't like it. So I practice. I was always practicing in a dress, uh, and then I thought maybe we, we can make it officially. Mm -hmm. a, a yoga dress 
because you have a, a also dress for tennis and it's okay, right? Mm -hmm. Why not to why not to be more feminine and womanly when you're practicing yoga? But you can also use it to bike outside or to rollerblade and stuff like to anything. Basically, a sports dress. Or just go out. It's gorgeous. I mean, you have lovely colors, and yeah. every time I see you. I'm like, wow, that's a lovely dress, and I realize it's one of your yoga dresses. Yeah, 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 exactly. I take it for dancing, for anything. Yeah, because you feel safe. You have the shorts underneath, so you can spin around, do anything, and you feel safe. You feel secure, secure. And um, so I was, I it was a huge risk again, a, a huge risk. I remember the first time when I was uh, buying the material. I was buying like seven meters. Right now we are buying a roll of thirty meters by each color. And at the time, you know, I was buying seven meters, and I was like. Oh my God, I'm gonna lose all that money, you know, because I didn't know if anybody was gonna buy it. Because either it's gonna be like total nuts, you know, everybody will be like, no, we're not doing that, or it will work. So fortunately, it worked. And uh, now it's kind of getting big in the Czech Republic. I don't know about the world, but it's true that when I travel, when I travel and I go to yoga classes, everybody's like, wow, you know, because it's original. But I have to say one more really important thing is that it changes the feeling of your practice. It's really not the same to practice in leggings um, compared to practicing in a skirt or in a, in a, uh, in a dress. Yeah. Um, we'll place the links for the ladies that are watching this or listening to it and you'd like to check out the dresses, the different colors and so forth, we'll place the link um, underneath the video and also in the podcast. Thank it's you. yoga life, happy life. Yes. Dot. The CZ. To CZ. It's in Czech, yeah. No worries. Uh, Google Translate or you, know, you should have something in English for, <laughs> we for, should, the, yeah. for the international audience. Yoga life, happy life is your brand. Yes. Can you tell us how that came about? Yes. It's a cool, catchy title. Yoga <laughs> life, happy life. All right. Very you. <laughs> Very you. I, I didn't come up with that. It came to me. It was. It's a nice story as well. It was in India. I was in India in Udaipur in Rajasthan, and I went to uh, yoga in this old barn. It was like it was really a barn, and this. Um, this archetypical yogi with the uh, with the ribs showing, beard, white hair. Okay. It was it was a crazy class, you know, really strict, and we were doing crazy stuff. And at the end, he looked at us really. He was serious, you know. He looked at, looked at us really seriously. He pointed at me and he said, "You, good yoga." <laughs> and at the time, I didn't have a dress. I have to point that. Uh, so um, and then he looked at everybody. And he said, remember, with the, with the Indian accent, I can't even you, yoga life, happy life. And I'm like, oh, all the bells like started ringing. You know, I was, I saw, I don't know, like sparkles. And I came outside of the class and I told my, I told my, uh, my friend, yoga life, happy life. And then I couldn't stop repeating it. So I was like running around India saying this, <laughs> yoga life. I just imagine you again. Yeah. yeah. So uh, when it was time for me to come up with the name of my business, it was pretty clear. <laughs> pretty clear. Yeah. When you put it like that, it is pretty clear. Yeah. <laughs> but it really is. It's very you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's very you. Yeah, but it's the yogis actually. I don't know what his name was. <laughs> I started off by saying that you're bubbly. All the time. I, mean, I think I've only just seen you in your bubbly state. So it was a genuine question because I wasn't sure if you actually have a non-bubbly state. Like yours just bubbles. How do you manage your energy? Yes. Um, if, uh, if you look at yourself, yeah. your body, uh, 
your breath. Mm. Your breath is always moving. I'm trying to put it so it doesn't sound like yoga or doesn't sound spiritual, but there's something always moving inside of you, right? Okay. We don't deny that, that there's blood, uh, your heart is pumping, breath, exactly. Yeah. It's movement. And the more you relax uh, in your body, the more you allow that movement. That movement is life. This, this is why I think we are here to mm. be living. So that means like to allow that movement, movement through you. And that movement means constant change, which is also hard, but it also means that you, through you, you can bring on to this earth, um, to this planet, new stuff. Okay. And uh, when you ask about energy, this is about that. As much as I'm relaxed in my body, which re relaxation doesn't mean, uh, sometimes I hear it's like um, a passivity or something. Okay. It's not. It's actually having more power than you can imagine because the more energy you have, the more power you have, of course. So the more energy, the more you relax, the more energy you allow, the more vital you are. Mm -hmm. So I practice every day and I don't mean practice of asanas right now. Practice being loose in my body, not to judge my body, not to, um, because again, like, um, as I was talking about your mind, so I'm really disciplined with my mind. I'm also disciplined with my words. I never say anything bad about myself. Okay. Well, I have mind. trouble with that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I know you criticize yourself all the time. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a reality. I mean, it's, I'm very critical of myself. So, I mean, I said this also in another interview where I'm, I'm super critical about myself, but I, I feel that it's a double-edged sword, right? Because because of that self-critique, I've been able to become good at what I do. So as a motivational speaker, I've become today where I can confidently and without bragging say that I'm good. It's just because it's taken like 15 years of me being self-critical mm -hmm. to get to that point. And then I know that once I'm happy with it, then like I'm my highest or most, you know, toughest critic. Mm -hmm. I even joke about it because um, I remember for many years, my mom would ask me every time I'd visit her, she'd be like, hey, how was your talk? Or how was yesterday? Or how was the last three talks you've done? And I'd be like, oh, rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. And one day she was like, if it's so rubbish, why the fuck are they paying you? <laughs> I was like, yeah, good point, mom. No, what I'm saying when I say it's rubbish, I got a standing ovation. It's a 10 with the event organizer. It's a 10 with the client. The audience loved it. They're fully engaged. In my mind, it's a three. It's a three out of 10 because I see a higher version of myself. Mm -hmm. So when I say it was rubbish, it wasn't because it was rubbish work. It was just there. But then I realized over time that being so self-critical and beating myself up has also helped me back. Yeah. And then I started seeing these patterns with others as well, who, you know, the fact that you're self-critical or you're judgmental of yourself, um, you're not being nice to yourself. And yeah. sometimes you just need to give yourself a break. Yes. Because mm -hmm. if it was a friend and they'd done a job and even if it was great and they can be better, you'd still go, hey, good job, buddy. Yeah. Whereas with myself, it wasn't a good job, buddy. I wasn't giving myself a pen on the back. Yeah. I was like, ah, oh, could have done better. I have three things that come uh, come to me right now is that um, if the if the criticism serves you, mm. then okay, maybe it was serving you at the beginning. I don't know. At the beginning, I guess. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you have to be able to uh, make a distinguish between when it stopped serving you and yeah. stop doing it. Uh, but then again, as you said, like you thought, uh, you always saw your better version. That's right. Uh, but that means you weren't present. So uh, being uh, satisfied with where you are doesn't mean that you want to stay there. Mm -hmm. That's very important to say. 
so being relaxed and satisfied where I am right now and how I look uh, with my business, with my life, doesn't mean that I am not gonna get more tomorrow. More of, I don't know, abundance, uh, more of fun, more of health, more of love. So, you know, what, I, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I mean, I struggle with this though, because for example, like I want a six pack. Yeah. And so if you go, oh, you know, you, you know, I was complaining the other day and you were saying, hey, you've got a good body. I'm like, no, like, I don't, because in my mind, I need to have a six pack to feel good. But what you're saying is I have to be happy with yes. one pack. We, you have to be relaxed where you are. Because it's something you, I really don't The thing is, get. if you're going to get, if you're going to be like this, you will never get there. Yes. You talk about me blocking it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so can you elaborate and hopefully now you can actually explain it so I understand. <laughs> Uh, if you're not satisfied today, you're not going to be satisfied tomorrow. And actually, if you if you got the six pack tomorrow, you will not be satisfied. You will find something else because you will always see something else. You will... Okay. So I have this issue. What would you recommend I get better? Like, how can I say, let's say, love well, my body? No, but like, don't force ooh, it. Yeah. Whoa, so unnatural. If anyone knows me, they know it's so unnatural. I gotta love my body. <laughs> Like, okay, maybe you don't have to be that extreme if it's too much for you. Just step by step. First of all, don't allow yourself to be critical. That's like the first step. So if that thought comes to and you feel it coming, you're in front of the mirror and you feel it coming that you want to say, oh, I don't have six pack. Mm -hmm. Well, just go away from the mirror and just don't do that. That's just one thing. Okay. Just, you know, just the fact that I'm not doing yes. it is progress. Yes. Exactly. Okay. And then maybe you don't have to go to extreme to say I love my body. You know, I also, you know, you don't have to like shout it out of the world that you love yourself. If you love yourself, you just feel it and that's it. Humble, like in a humble way, mm. basically. If it's not an issue, because then it uh, stops being an issue for you. And if it's not an issue for you, you don't talk about it. Mm. What I have become better at is giving myself a small pat on the back. Yes. Like, hey, it's not perfect but you're progressing. And I found that it's helped me now. Yeah. Lead a lot, a calmer life, achieving a lot more with a lot less resistance. Yes. Yes. Yeah. With less effort, no? Uh, yeah, I guess for, for the amount of effort I put in, I'm getting better results. Yeah. So if we were to work it backwards, then yes, it would be less effort for the same yeah. results or the same effort, a much greater result. Yeah. So That's instead cool. of beating myself up, I'd be like, Hey, it's not great, but good on you. It's progress. Yeah. And I found that, it's just over the last few years, something I've been implementing and it helps. Yeah. I wanted to say effort is a really important word and really not serving us because effort, imagine like, what do you do when you're efforting? When you're like, you know, you're like, um, putting effort into something. You, I mean, bodily wise, okay. but I'm all about money. Um, your body becomes smaller. You're okay. like, um, um, you mean talking about tensing? Yeah, 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 tensing, yeah, tensing. And when you're tensing, you're, you're, you know, and the smaller it gets, yeah. the less energy flows. The less energy flows, the less power you have. Okay. So effort is contra, is contra, indicating? Or it's like contra, it's just uh, against uh, progress, basically. You're hindering yourself when you're efforting. Interesting. Oh, and, something to think about. But yeah. the thing is like, you know, they, unfortunately they teach us at, at school that we have to do that in order to get results, but it's the opposite way. The more relaxed, and I'm not talking about not doing anything. I'm really not talking about laying in bed, doing nothing. Yeah. Cause that's the first thing that comes to my mind is so I can just sit back and watch TV. No, but the, you will, you will not do that. If you're, if you would do what I'm saying, that means like relax in your body and allow more energy flow, you will be really energetic. And the last thing you would want to do is watch TV. You want to watch TV because you're tired, because you're efforting. 
Right. So, so can you give me like so someone like me if I if I want a tip to implement? Yes. How can I go into that relaxed state, have that energy, and then perhaps start moving forward in a more effortless manner? Yes. So next time when you're, for example, really, let's take something simple. It's not really simple, but something that we do sitting. Mm-hmm. How you're sitting, usually like um, falling falling down. Uh-huh. Yeah, like <laughs> Yeah, everything is uh, is. Um, um, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, 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 exactly. And uh, so the next time you're sitting, you can um, you can relax in your body. Uh, it's like a feeling you're uh, creating more space inside of your body. Okay. So if I was gonna say right now, just re- re- really do it right now, uh, wherever you are, if you're standing or sitting, or it doesn't matter even if you're lying. If down, you're driving in the car, it doesn't matter. Yeah, okay. anytime, uh, uh, doesn't matter what you're doing. Right now, create more space in your body. Now, do it. If you do it, you will feel bigger, but in a nice way. Okay. And if you do it, your core works and you don't have to afford, you don't have to create any effort to do it. Your core is going to work just because you relaxed in your body. And it's just really, it's against logics. That's, they, they, yeah. don't, they don't teach them this uh, at school, but I had this experience through yoga that I have, I can do really crazy stuff. It looks crazy, but it's not crazy at all. I'm just losing, I'm just using this, I'm just using and creating more space in my body that means more energy flows and that means that I have never ending power. Wow. Different. <laughs> no, seriously, it's different. Yeah. I'm still on that thought of what you said, that when we're operating with our mind, we're just operating with what we know. Yeah. I mean, that to me is like, everything else that you're saying is really just validating that point. Of yeah. There's really a huge world, Kev, of huge potential yes that you haven't even tapped into yeah i'm 39 <laughs> well, i hope you're younger with that you it doesn't to ma- the age doesn't matter don't listen to him <laughs> no it's true it's true but to, to be able to know this at an earlier age is fantastic i guess at any it age it really doesn't matter yeah. yeah 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 um it brings me back to that courage because i realized that being closed being protective of yourself especially in your heart uh, is very simple. Everybody can do that. But Everyone can be protective and close yeah, off. Okay. Most people are anyway, you yeah. know. But to be open, and that uh, goes with the, what I was just saying right now, being relaxed in your body, that it really takes a courage of a warrior. As I'm using again the yoga yoga term, warrior, Bira Badra. Uh, it actually in translation from Sanskrit means a hero and a friend. So a warrior is not a right uh, translation. A hero and a friend, both courageous, but also nice. Interesting. That's really nice. Get inspired. Imagine if you could present yourself, your thoughts and your ideas with clarity and confidence. Imagine if you could speak to influence and impact. Imagine if you could communicate like a commanding and charismatic leader. Well. You can, given the right information and the investment of effort from your end. How do I know that? As a public speaking coach, I work with CEOs, world leaders and presidents. And when they hire me, they expect nothing short of results. And over the years, it's been two decades now, two challenges have risen for me being unable to help the majority of people. I'm usually on a plane, with the majority of my time being booked a good year or two in advance. And 
my one-on-one -on -one session to work with someone in person generally starts at $20,000. So we solved the problem by making my public speaking course available for you online. Everything that I teach my clients when I'm working one-on-one, -on -one, thoughts, tips, strategies, how to do things, all on video, all sequenced in the right order for you to be able to watch, re-watch, practice, and refine your presentation, your speaking, and your overall communication skills. And guess what? You will get results. Now, you can have this course, not for the $20,000 that my clients pay me when we work one-on-one, -on -one. you can have it for $9.97. That's right, just $9.97. You might be thinking, well, why are you offering something that you charge $20,000 for, for $9.97? It's simple, because those who want to work with me one-on-one -on -one will still hire me. But for many whom I might be out of their budget, this is a great way to develop their communication skills, to cut through the noise, to rise above the rest, and to beat their competition. If you're serious about wanting to develop your skills, to be able to present your thoughts, your ideas, and yourself with clarity and confidence, to be able to speak, to influence and impact, and to communicate like a confident and charismatic leader, then this course is for you. Go on to kevinabdurrahman.org forward slash course and get started today. Can you elaborate a bit more on being closed off? Because that's that's really something just about all of us yes. face. It happens when uh, something hurts. Yeah. And I also, uh, I already mentioned refusal that hurts. Uh, so we don't want to be hurt again. That's so right. That's, uh, no one likes rejection. No, nobody likes to be hurt. And especially the pain in, in, uh, in the heart is uh, it's important. Um, because I it's mean, not the case when we're kids, right? The life happens to us. Yes. And then we all close off. Yeah. Yes. So um, we close off because it's easier. Because we want to protect from the pain. Because we think pain is bad. I'm yes. not saying pain is great. I'm not looking for pain. But it's important not to be afraid of pain, because uh, when uh, until we are here, we are going to experience some pain, mm -hmm. and if we are not scared of it, we are f truly free. But how to no how not to be afraid of pain, right? Because yes. it hurts. <laughs> so um, let's say, for example, like I've come out of a bad relationship. Yes. And so I'm closed off. I'm guarded because I don't want to go through another painful experience. Yeah. So what would you tell someone like me if that was the case as a hypothetical example? Well, first of all, what I do to myself, I always ask myself, what can happen to you? Okay, so somebody else is going to hurt you again. So what? You already experienced it. You didn't die. Mm -hmm. It was an uh, important experience anyway. So that's like first, relax. Like, you know, I feel a rel uh, more relaxed when I talk to myself like this. Mm -hmm. So what? what is the worst thing that can happen? Somebody else is going to hurt you again. But the most important thing is it didn't happen to you. Mm -hmm. Something inside reflected it, and again, don't want to sound, don't want to sound like that, but uh, it's really hard to explain in words. But I call it the dark side. Okay. Um, when I, in especially in relationships, uh, when I feel uh, that it's not as I, it's not as I want it, I don't blame the other person, but I look inside of myself what I have that caused it. Not that I am the... Because it's easy to go, it's because of, yes, oh, this is yes, the situation, yes. or because of this. Again, 
It's so always you're, the you're going yeah. internal. Yes. Mm -hmm. And then I discover it. And when I, when I discover it, I'm richer, I'm more connected to my potential, and I'm less scared. So thank God that I have the bad experience with uh, some people, because if it wasn't for them, I would never know about my potential. Mm -hmm. And this is important. This is what I teach in yoga as well, because um, let's say you are in asana, which is the battle position, um, and something hurts. You mm -hmm. feel not flexible, limit, you feel limit. And we hate it, you know, because yes. we are limitless uh, people. We are limitless beings. And when we feel limited, we hate that. I mean, I hate that. You well, know? I mean, I've tried yoga a couple of times. I do feel really limited. <laughs> yeah. I'm not flexible. And it's not good, right? right. It doesn't feel good. Uh, it's the same with the relationships. I call it, um, in Czech, we have really this like really cute same. word, zamrzlinky. Which means like little frozen places. Like, I don't know how to translate it. Little frozen places. Yes. I've got a whole heap of frozen places. <laughs> there and on, in your body, but they're also in your mind. Okay. And it's important to love your frozen places. Not to want to get rid of them. Because if you want to get rid of them, you're in a fight. Mm. And if you're in a fight, you're going to be in a fight tomorrow. And blah, 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 it's going to go on and on and on. So the change is now. So you're talking about accepting, embracing. It's kind of like saying accepting and embracing who you are. Well, I have another method. Go on. So when I hit, when I find this little frozen place, I say, hello, what do you want to tell me? I'm listening. I really like pronounce it in my mind. Not sometimes out loud when I'm alone, when I'm alone. And I teach it to my students. That's a good one. Because you know what happens when you talk like this, like you're talking to a child, you're relaxed. You cannot be tensed. Yes. So at that moment you're relaxed. Hello. Hello. Little frozen place goes, ah, oh, oh, somebody's nice to me. <laughs> That's nice after these years. Yeah. And again, more energy flows. Can you give us an example with a client of yours without mentioning their name? Uh, have, have this process actually helped them? Well, I have many feedbacks. I'm sure you do. <laughs> Just one that comes up to your mind. Actually, this this uh, this word, little frozen place, you know, it's kind of like it became. I made up the word. Yeah. <laughs> it became the word because <laughs> everybody when when they see me, they're like, "Oh, we love little frozen places." <laughs> I actually want to come up with the t-shirts, "Millions by Zamrzlinki," which means I love my little frozen places. And but I want to just to finish my point sure. is that these frozen places are the carrier of your potential. So you're you cannot be mean to them. So As I have a stiff back. It's the carrier of your potential. It's okay. the frozen potential that hurts you. Interesting. Yes. And the same with relationships. Because that's why I started that, you know, this conversation. We were talking about relationships. So when somebody really something bad happens, you know, and I know relationship hurt, uh, instead of saying this is wrong, you know, you, you did this, then say, uh, this is a frozen place and it's a carrier of my potential. What a great perspective. It's going to cause you, it's going to like make you love that person, even if they did something terrible to you because mm -hmm. they unfroze if you are present and if you're able to do that, uh, it means they released your potential. Wow. Will you give us an example of of, um, of just how you implemented this, like whoever comes to your mind, I'm sure you've got thousands of people, but an example of say a guy or a girl that you worked with and this has how it changed their life. Yes. Um, so whoever for, comes to your mind. For example, I, I, have my, I have really beautiful examples. Like we were in a retreat and uh, this whole retreat we were working on basically more or less just this, how to release your potential and how to be nice to your frozen places. And um, 
the women came home and then I saw one of the women after in Prague and she ran to me and she's like, you know what? I came back and my boyfriend is like, oh my God, you're shining. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, you don't have to have like a special vision to see that the person is shining because she was shining because she released the potential. She was more relaxed in her body. She was happier to be alive. So she was shining. So for example, that. Or my other client uh, told me that she lost a lot of weight because weight is exactly like this, you know, like talking about closed heart yeah. is the same. It's like, you know, uh, avoiding uh, risks, uh, uh, not being courageous, uh, trying to stay, um, avoiding change. Mm -hmm. So she lost a lot of weight. She didn't change her diet at all. She just released summer linkage. She just released frozen places. Yeah. Get inspired. You know this by now that we are the number one YouTube show slash podcast that's coming out of the Middle East from Dubai. If you like the idea of having your brand reach at least a million eyeballs per episode, then feel free to reach out to my office on kevinabdurrahman.org. Without further delay, let's continue this great conversation. Freeze on frozen places. Exactly. I'm free. It's not working on Kevin. <laughs> yes. So how would you say hello? Little frozen place? Yeah, you say, uh, welcome. What do you want to tell me? I'm listening. Wow. And what you discover takes your breath away. What do you discover about yourself? But you really have to be in a place where you're open to this. Like, yeah, no. It, like anything, it won't work unless you're you're in it, like with both feet in. Yes. Like you have to want it to work. Not I'm gonna test this out. Like if you go with the attitude, I'm, I know this from experience. Oh, I'm gonna test it out and see how it works. But that's like a pessimistic approach. Uh huh. And you, I don't believe that you would see results unless you go in. I'm gonna try this with the intention of making it work. Do you see the the difference? I, I, yeah, I see the difference, but. I would say that it would work anyway. Okay. Well, if you did it, that means like if you really pronounce it and you really listened. So that means like the only condition I would have that your mind was uh, empty and present. Okay. I struggle with presence, even to this very day. I, I know about this. I've been doing it for over 20 years. Did you just say I know? <laughs> I didn't. It just came. Just, just came out. Fairness, true. It's true. <laughs> You've experienced it. Yes. Um, I struggle with this. Still to this very day, I'm a lot more conscious, but still, I wouldn't say it's a strong suit. It's a weak suit of mine. I struggle to be present. Mm -hmm. Do you have a recommendation? Because you keep bringing it up I mean, in terms of what you're doing. It's about being present. Um, what do you recommend I do? Um, can you give me a tip? Mm -hmm. Can you give you know someone who's watching this or listening to this yes. and they go, yeah, I struggle with presence too. Yes. Are there tips? Because I think uh, it sounds, again, too spiritual and we don't know what to imagine underneath the word being mm. present. So I always try to make it uh, understandable by using words and sentences that are weird and not logical, but they, that work to your body. Okay. So I always tell my uh, students, I'm not talking to your mind, I'm talking to your body and your body understands. So just please don't, um, don't pay attention to the words, just listen to the energy. So um, being present means to have an empty mind which is easy to say but difficult to do and to, to have an empty mind means to have eyes wide open 
Okay. Like an animal. Okay. Like you're on a hunt. Imagine you're on a hunt. Okay. I always, I sometimes feel that I have even my eyes on back of my head that I like uh -huh, see. Okay. So you're like alert. You're ready. Alert. Waiting yes. to yes. Pounce. So I'm trying to make it more fun, you know, yes. because being present sounds so boring. It sounds so boring, true. you know. So uh, yeah, imagine that, like being on a hunt, and then what what opens up is so beautiful and colorful that you would want to do it again. Mm -hmm. Uh, make it a game. Make, yes. make it like playing, not so serious. Spiritual people are so serious. Mm. <laughs> you know, you have to be present. But no, yeah, exactly. It, it sounds like the most boring thing ever. While it's the funniest, fun, like the only fun. This is good because I mean, it's really giving me something just to try out. Yes. yes. Like be present, Kev. You're on a hunt. Yes. Or like in a movie, like you're like yeah, you're the hero of the movie, and, and right now, go, what the hell is wrong with that kid? <laughs> I'm gonna hunt. Yes. Yeah. Interesting. Have you had a time, or can you think of a time where you faced having to make a tough decision? What and what was so tough about it? And can you run us through your thinking process? Mm-hmm. I had many. I had many. Uh, what would you say was your toughest, or something that comes to your mind? I will. Uh, that you'd like to share with us? Yes, I will use the most recent one. I think. Uh, maybe it's not the toughest, but it's one of the toughest because I um, I follow my intuition and my and the science, and uh, I had a beautiful apartment in Prague, and one day I just heard um, how do you say that in English? Say it in Czech. That means uh, you can um, tell the landlord that you're gonna leave the apartment, basically. And this was a sound. They just you just have all of a sudden it comes. Okay. It's not from you. It's not. It, it wasn't from me because I. First of all, the, uh, the apartment was beautiful. I had my yoga room there, so mm -hmm. people were coming there for individual classes. I had a beautiful closet full of my dresses, you know. So I did. And I'm like, what? No, no, because totally out of comfort zone. I'm like, where I'm gonna live? And so I blocked it, you know. I, I went, pushed I went, it away. I went, yeah, exactly. I pretended it didn't happen. And <laughs> the next day. <laughs> Next day again, I'm like, Shoot. and that, then I already I can already make the distinguish between what it's really me or it's coming from I don't know from where, but it's coming. I'm like, shoot, no, again, like no, where I'm gonna live. But I know when it, when this happens, I'm, I I have no other uh, option than to listen because I know if I didn't listen, then it would be not good. So I called my landlord and I'm like, I need to sign that two months release. Uh, you know, I have. I'm. I don't know. I'm probably gonna move to Mexico. <laughs> I, I, you just made this up on the fly. Well, I didn't make it up. I mean, it, it took me like two, three days, you know, to do that because it. I, you know, was really worried because I didn't know where I'm gonna put my things. It's a big decision, you know. I lived, I stayed in the apartment for two years, and it was connected. Well, with what are you thinking? I, I'm, I'm interested here. What's your thinking process? Because to me, it just sounds like you're impulsive. Someone like me, that's. That's the perception I have from here. Right? Ah, okay, okay. Impulsive means that you're reacting to something that's going on around you. Sure. That's being impulsive. So, um, let's say I had a noisy neighbor. I'd be like, that's it. I'm uh, punching them in the face. I am leaving this apartment uh -huh. because of the, you know, that's being impulsive. Sure. I didn't have a reason. I was not impulsive. You know, I, I saw a sign, I heard a sign. And when you hear a sign, you don't have any option. You have to listen. 
because you know what's gonna happen if you don't listen. I know already, you know, because I've practiced so for so many years already. I know that if I didn't listen to it, it would get worse and worse and worse, just slowly, slowly. But it would, I would feel bad. I would not be so happy as I am. Some uh, like negative, so-called negative things, you know, could happen, and I would leave the apartment anyway. But late. And I would miss opportunities. I would not be in the flow with the, yeah, with the flow. And, you know, I would not be with the flow of my potential. So it's called my mind blow. And I'm like, oh, yeah. But it wasn't easy. It was a hard decision. So, and I really like, I, and I left for one month. So I really had only one month to find a place. And my friend is like, stay with us. And I'm like, really? <laughs> and then again, like really uncomfortable because I was uh, used to this luxurious place, you know, and now I should be staying like a student with somebody in the room. And I'm like, okay, anything. I basically, it doesn't matter. Uh, it doesn't no, but that matter. means you having to put your ego aside. Yes. You having, it's... Yes. Yes, because I know it's not about me. Exactly, you said that perfectly. It's not, there is something that I, um, I'm here for. Mm. And when I listen to it, I fulfill my potential and I fulfill the calling then I'm really happy. Mm. Nothing else can make you happy mm. than this. That's the thing. So even though it puts you in a weird situation, something you, your logical mind would never allow. Your, my logical mind would never allow me to move out of the apartment. And yet I, I cannot be happier right now. I'm so happy I got relieved because um, uh, something about, about, well, that was the time, like it was the time to leave the apartment. It opened up many more doors. Yeah. I'm more free to, I can right now decide to stay and live anywhere I yeah. want and so right now I'm in this process of like deciding where I'm gonna go and I'm really free it's just it's so much easier to look back and reflect yeah. but when you're going through the motions it's really difficult it is yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm like I'm always like oh my god you didn't do that yeah what would the 10 year old Yudita think of who you are today she's here with me <laughs> she is you i am talking to the 10 year old if there was anyone that would be true that would be you yeah i have nothing to say it's true it's really have you had an aha moment recently yes yes what was it like and how did it come about it was i mentioned it already um looking at my, I call it dark side, but dark spot, but I don't mean like negative. I don't mean dark as negative. I just mean that my, the light of the consciousness is not there. So basically- I have no idea what you're saying. Uh, if you're conscious about something, if okay. you know about something, it's light, it's clear, clear, maybe it's a better word, okay. clear. And when you don't know about something, some uh, patterns that you use, patterns of thinking and patterns of behaving that you maybe have from your childhood, or, doesn't matter, or from somewhere, you're not aware of. Okay. They're dark. So say when we have habits that sabotage relationships? Exactly. That's actually what I was aiming. Yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, and in my case, it was really uh, from childhood. I wasn't aware of that, even though I thought I already cleared it. That's, that's really tricky. You know, this is, uh, frozen places are uh, also in the, you know, this, this is exact, uh, the perfect frozen place. Uh, patterns that you learn from someone or like from your uh, experience in life and you're using and you're not aware of that how do you know that you're using them you look around and you see that something is repeating different mm. people same thing yeah yeah 
So that's the frozen place. So when someone goes through, say, three divorces, then they go, oh, I can't find the right person. Yeah, exactly. There are no men, you know. All men are wrong and bad. And, but yeah, exactly. the common factor? It was you. <laughs> yes. Yes. And uh, the frozen place is calling you because it's your potential, as I said. And that's why it's uh, happening to you in your life to realize that. Mm -hmm. Again, it's uh, easier to say than to do it because when I was just, I was just, because I, w I wanted to focus on relationships because I was focusing on abundance, I was focusing on work, everything is flowing, health. And the only thing that I felt was not really flowing as good as it could. I'm not saying it was bad, but I felt like there was a better potential, yes. um, uh, bigger potential, was relationships with men. And uh, so I started focusing on it and uh, sometimes it really hurt, you know, because to meet your uh, frozen dark place is uh, the first few moments is not pleasant. It's not, you cannot run. That's the thing. Don't run or don't pretend it's not there. These two things not serving you uh, to make a, you know, if you want to make a progress. Stay present, that means you're on a hunt. So you're like, oh, hello, frozen place. So I've done that a couple of times right now, uh, recently, like, I mean, like, uh, recent, like, five, six months. And I cannot describe how much better I feel and how much more free again. I feel free from uh, the patterns that make me sl a slave. Mm -hmm. Like, I hate when the patterns make me a slave. Like, I, I'm impulsive, you know, at that moment, I'm like just reacting and I don't even know why I'm doing it. I feel something wrong and I don't even know why. And it's not the the person causing causing this, you know. So why am I talking about that? Uh, yeah, the aha moment, yes. So I had many aha moments. I'm like, oh, aha, aha. <laughs> I went like one aha after And this another. comes about because you go through an experience? Like how did yes, that come about? Yes, exactly, experience. Experience, okay. uh, experience you would call negative experience. Um, and if you, uh, if you talk to the experience as you talk to the frozen place, hello, what do you want to tell me? I'm here, I'm listening. Then it releases the potential and then there is the aha moment. And you don't blame anyone. You're even happier. You're even more relaxed in your body and you're even more courageous. Mm. It's really interesting. I mean, you've said quite a few things that are interesting and it's making me think, but this whole aspect of courage, yeah, the fact that when you're leading with your body or listening to your senses or just even just like talking to your frozen place hello little frozen one <laughs> yeah. i'm gonna get the lingo right <laughs> because it requires courage mm. because to me like just usual kevin i'm like what's this bull <laughs> yeah that's my natural reaction <laughs> So it will actually require me to go into an uncomfortable situation and actually, yes. as much as it doesn't seem like this is a courageous thing, but for me, this is exhibiting courage. Yes. The fact that I'm willing to become uncomfortable and go, hello, little frozen one, <laughs> what have you got for me here? Yes, exactly, got it, yes. Yeah, I mean. It takes courage, yeah. I'm feeling super uncomfortable. <laughs> if you know me, you know this to be true, like. That's so funny. That's hilarious. Being laughed at by my guests. <laughs> This seems to be a common theme with all the recording episodes, just laughing at me. <laughs> Maybe that's our point of difference on this show. I bring guests who just laugh at me. They all say they had a great time. It's probably because they just laughed. Yeah. And you didn't have a good time. Oh, no, I've had a great time. But clearly it's come at my expense. <laughs> who in your mind would you say is incredible? Like someone that you admire and perhaps the reason why you admire them? It's my mom. Definitely. She's a gangster. I know your mom. Yeah, she is. We don't even speak the same language. She's a gangster. I'm like, oh, I wish I could speak Czech or German. 
She speaks English. Yeah, I know, but not at the level. Yeah, <laughs> but she's a G. She is. Yes, she is. Yeah. What do you What do you admire about her? She. I don't even know you know where to begin because it's big. It's like describing a huge thing with little little words. They're not enough. Um, everything I'm talking about here, she does it naturally. Mm-hmm. She didn't have to go to a yoga school. Mm. She kind of. She was somehow born like that. I don't know. I sometimes look at her and I. She really, really. I'm the most, I'm the most blessed person to be her daughter. Um, I see a lot of similarities, but I'd like to hear it from your perspective. Yes. What is it that you admire about her when you look at your mom? What do you admire about her? Uh, Because sometimes when I ask this question, or I'm doing it in seminars, or I'm working with clients, and I go, "Who do you admire?" They'll might mention Barack Obama, or they'll mention a leader, or they'll mention their grandfather. Few occasions do we hear things like my mom or my dad, okay, which okay. is really nice. But I'd like to know what you know. What is it? What what are there traits do you admire about her? Yeah, that's maybe that's why it's hard for me to explain it or describe that is because it's not traits. It's I admire her as a whole. So yeah. I don't even know where to start because everything. If I if I say one trait, okay, it seems small. You know, it doesn't doesn't seem I mean, right. From, 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 from my perspective, we had dinner last night, yeah. which, which was lovely. Yeah. Um, she is someone who's very feel, and that's why I feel like I understand her even though we don't share the language. Yeah, yeah. Or when she was giving a speech or over the dinner table, I laugh. Like She comes across as funny even though we don't have a common language. And I feel that that's because I can feel her energy. I can feel just the way she's describing things or her gestures or, or however way. Or, you know, she's making fun of you, of how you sleep. She's, she's super funny. But if I had to break it down and go granular, granular, it's because I really feel she, she's someone who really goes with her body, yeah. with energy. She's true. Yeah, yeah, it's really, she is true. She is who she is. Always been. That's what she probably told me by example, not by words. She never said, be, Authentic. Who, be who you are. You know, she never said that. She didn't mm-hmm. have to. She was. And uh, I saw it, so uh, the, I think that's a much bigger message than to speak about it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and she's, she always gave me love. I always felt loved. So even when we were little, it was not about how much she played with me, how much time she spent with me. I always felt that she loved me. Mm. And that's what, I, that's what I needed. That's what I needed because I could play with my sisters. I could play with my friends. But she was there uh, energetically. Like mm. I felt, the, I felt it, and I feel it until now. I feel her love, and I don't think there is anything more that a person needs. That's really nice. That's really nice. But up just with what you said before, love, she just led by example of being authentic. Yes. I see that she's just herself. Yes. And what's resounding about you is you're just yourself, and you really don't care where you are. And I've seen you in so many <laughs> contexts and settings. There's just one you, <laughs> which is really nice. And that's so important because we live in a life of Instagram and Facebook and social media and everyone's got a front and everyone's got a show. Yeah. But you are you, like even on your Instagram stories or your pictures or when someone like say reads your book or any aspect of you, it's all just very coherent. <laughs> and I see that now. I see that your mom is like that from the few interactions I've had with her. Yes, yeah. I see that. Yeah, she's a, she's someone, you know, she's a personality. Shout out to your mom. 
Mami, zbožňuj tě. You call me a dictator. You heard it right. She has on some occasions, quite a few actually, called me a dictator. Why is that? Oh, this is all about the truth. Um, yeah, because, uh, yeah, it's very simple because harass me with like, do this, do that. We said 15 minutes ago and you are not ready. <laughs> it, and this is like one of many examples of where we are really different. I like to do things properly. Yes. And to me, like you are a disaster. Like, <laughs> no disrespect, I love you lots, but you are just happy-go-lucky, la, 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 la. And I'm surprised at how much of the world conspires to work with you for things to happen. Yeah. Because things happen better when you're like that. God, I'm breaking a sweat just thinking about it. Yeah. I kind of like... Please prepare the setting for the, for the interview. It was supposed to be done 15 minutes ago. <laughs> and then you ask me why I call you a dictator. But how, do, how does it work? Surely I'm not the only person you come in contact with that is of my personality type. Well, how do you teach them to become better? Don't say I'm like the only dictator in the world. It's not true. In my world. Well. <laughs> but the people you come across who are not as happy-go-lucky as you and just la-laing around the world and <laughs> I don't even know how to describe it. La-laing around the world. How do you do it? Like if you want to help them become better, well, I want to have a better life. I, I'm, I'm grateful. I have a great life. But the reason I'm meeting with, you know, different friends and different guests and, you know, getting different people's perspectives, I want to open up, you know, my circle. I want to open up my potential. I want to just try different things. I mean, this is being one of them, you know, doing this show. What would be your perspective or suggestion? Mm -hmm. Like just if just a single tip. Well, before I um, say the single tip, I want to say also that I am not running around doing nothing. I'm really, I love to achieve goals as well. But the only yeah. difference probably between you and me, maybe, that just came to me, is that I also love to enjoy the ride to the goal. While yes. I don't only uh, focus on the goal, I know the goal is going to come and it's going to come earlier and better if I relax and I really enjoy the ride. So I'm working with people and I work with many people, you, you know, you saw yes, it. That's right. uh, I, I only choose people who are on the same wavelength. Anybody who is going to be like pressing me and I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to have fun working, mm. I'm not going to be working with them because it's not worth it. Mm. Because we're not going to create anything big. You're only going to create big things when you're on the same wavelength. All yes. my co-workers, all my uh, part business partners are like that. And we laugh. We work, we achieve, but uh, during the ride we laugh and we don't stress out. Even though it's serious stuff, you know, because we do big things. So uh, maybe it seems serious from outside, but we never stop uh, enjoying the, the role. That's really cool because yes, I mean, I must say, I just said Lala and we were friends. So I just <laughs> feel comfortable in just, just saying half sentences. But my point is she actually achieves a lot. We just go about it in a completely different style. Yeah. And I like your style. <laughs> well, because it's fun. Yeah, because yeah, it is fun. <laughs> I just don't see myself doing it that way. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> and she gets things done. It's not, I said it earlier, like the world, it feels like the world just con conspires and just tunes into your <laughs> clock. 
What habits are holding you back from becoming greater? <laughs> I love his face right now. It's like, that's the question. <laughs> Stick to it. <laughs> no, seriously, what? I ask this, I, the questions I ask of you and other guests, there are questions I ask myself. And so I'm, I'm really just asking to get different perspectives. And if you don't have an answer for it, it's fine. No, but uh, I don't have an answer, but I have something to say. And that is, I would never ask myself this question. Because look mm -hmm. at the question, mm -hmm. what it implements. That you're holding yourself back. That, that you're doing something wrong. Uh-huh. That you should be better. Yes. That, only that, that we think that we should be better is really not serving us. And I'm sure about Wow, that. so I should actually we scrap that question. Right, exactly. Especially to you, ask somebody, you know, ask other people, but don't ask yourself that yes. because you're telling yourself that you're not good enough by this question. That's really good. <laughs> I didn't expect that answer. <laughs> I think that yoga is not for me. Yeah. And meditation and just sitting around. I'm not the kind of person who sits. So I dance and I feel that that for me is a source of meditation. Definitely. And it works for me. Um, what's your thought on that? Yes, definitely. There is a, uh, yeah, meditation is a word that there's a lot of misunderstanding about. Yeah. Uh, you probably meditate, you don't even know, not only by dancing. There is. When uh, I'm at the gym, I meditate. I realize that I'll. Meditation is not a doing. Okay. Meditation is like a good idea. You cannot force it. You either get it or you don't. Okay. It's not uh, an action. Huh. What you're describing is concentration and being present. That's different. That yes. You, that, that's different. So uh, to by, have nothingness. Exactly. By concentrating and and having an empty mind, you um, uh, maximize the chance that you will get to the state of meditation, and it's important to distinguish between doing and being in a state of meditation. Meditation is a state of mind where your mind is empty, clear, happy, and it's fully present and it's the experience of being one. And that's another thing that might sound really like weird. You, you might have heard it uh, that we are one, yes. one energy flow, but it, you know, talking about it and to your mind, it, it's nothing. It's basically like, yeah, it's nothing. You have to experience it. So uh, when you're in the state of meditation, you experience it. Maybe you probably had um, seconds, like flashes where you experienced it. Mm. The state of meditation. Um, it's like a boom and all of it, like, you know, you have like an extended mind or extended uh, consciousness, maybe mm. is a better word. So that's meditation. That's different than concentration and being present, which you're describing when you're doing, uh, when you're dancing. Because a lot of successful people, again, many fields, they've, they highlight the importance of meditation. Yeah. So what would be your tip? Make it, because again, like being present, meditation sounds boring. Mm. It sounds like, as you said, you have to sit down. That's, yeah, yeah. That, it's my perception it. of it. Yeah. You can be driving a car and you can have that flash of meditation, state of meditation. Uh, what they're saying and what they're recommending is to have an empty mind. Yes. To put the trash out. What I said at the beginning of this conversation, not to allow thoughts that are not supposed to be there, to be there. Yes. It's like eating. You're not going to eat radish. You know, if it doesn't taste good, don't eat it. This is just, it's the same with the mind. So um, med meditation, make it fun. Whatever you do. Don't take it seriously, like being present or meditation or yoga sounds so serious and so, you know, uh, make it fun like a, like a child, you know, so you want to do it. Yes. Not that you're forced to do it because somebody says it's good for you because some leaders say they do it. So uh, 
for me, for example, meditation, when I say I follow the signs, that's it. Mm. I make it fun. I'm like in a movie, you know, I'm like, it's exciting and thrilling and it's really like being a hero. Mm. It's meditation. Yeah. Because you cannot see a sign if you're not present, if you don't have an open mind. Having an open mind also goes with uh, not allowing your reason to cut in. But that element of fun as well. And as you were saying it, I'm thinking of the people that I know in different walks of life from different countries. Yeah. And imagine, Kevin, fun is only in the present. Yes. No, but I'm, I'm just thinking that and I'm thinking of the people who have your kind of vibe and your style and your fun and, and they share that. Now that I'm trying to put the, the dots together, I'm going, oh yeah, I know this person in this country. And they're the kind of person who you can just see it in this, the spring in their step. It's very childlike. Yeah. They really look at life from a fun perspective. And again, it seems like the world conspires to work for them in a very not so serious Kevin-like constipated kind of. <laughs> no, see, it's a world that is different for me. Constipated. Right? Yes, 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 yes. You say this to me all the time. You're so serious. <laughs> I am serious. Yes. And being present, fun, you cannot have fun in the past. You cannot have fun in the future. You have fun only now. I've never thought about that. Yeah. Oh, you got gems, girl. <laughs> I've never thought about this. Yeah. It sounds simple. It is simple. Yeah. Because people think sense. that fun is something like on the side, you know, something not important. But it's the most important thing, you know, because that's the, when you're having fun, you are there, you're living, you're there, you're, it's true. that's what you came for here. It's true. Truly, I really want to live more like you. It's <laughs> well, true. It's the I biggest mean, compliment I've ever got from this man. I give you compliments all the time. It's no, true. No. <laughs> and I think I'm having fun, but then I, I started looking around like, yeah, I think our, our dial of fun is very different. <laughs> I like it. Um, what's been the worst piece of advice you've received? Uh, because life and it's just full of people that give rubbish advice. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So what's been a rubbish advice you received? I always say that the first thing that comes to my mind, sure. um, um, doing yoga, the worst advice I've heard is to control your body, like to uh, manipulate. Um, when they're like, for example, describing how to stand properly, yes. they're always saying that we're not standing properly, always like being at school. It's, I don't know why, you know, um, even for, coming from people who've done yoga for so long. Um, and I've ex I just experienced it today, actually, that's why I'm saying it. Unbelievable. And I was, I'm always willing to test anything. So the teacher was saying, uh, stand like this, do this. And then she gave like, like really 10 commands on the body. And you know what it did? totally got me into the head out of the body <laughs> but yeah. really i really this is important these comments do this hold this in hold you know be be aware of that 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 gets you out of sync with your body yes so it makes you the opposite it gives you the opposite to what you want to achieve i was in the head and i couldn't do it because you cannot control 10 things at the same time you cannot it's mm -hmm. you know so you feel that you're a loser that you cannot do it, but nobody can do it. And you're not in the body, but you're in your head, which you don't want to be. And I was like, that is the worst thing ever. And I never did it in my classes ever because I know it um, it happened. But today I just experienced it so it's fresh, you know. So what I what I do when we are doing the stands, the padasana, the you know, the uh, mountain position, is to 
again, relax in your body, make it bigger from inside so there's more space. You allow more energy. If you do that, you're in the body and the body is so clever. Why? I don't know why we think that we need to control our body. From this little baby, you became this. Did you have to control it? No. Why do, you, why do we think we need to control this magnificent body that is much more wise or wiser than any, than any reason or a rational mind? So true. So you uh, basically, I teach my students to uh, rely on the body. When they do that, that means like they're like relaxed in the body. They allow this energy flow better and the body um, stands in an optimal way by itself. So you don't intrude for that person because I've attended a few yoga classes yes. and I noticed yours was different. Yes. You said something about, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I realized it's not about me getting the position perfectly. Yeah. It's about getting it right. Just whatever yes. feels right for me. Yeah. Am I saying it yes. right? Because again, like <clears throat> why so many rules that apply to everybody? Like, I don't understand my body's so different than yours. Like, and then why should I listen to the rules coming from outside? And I should be doing it as all the other 20 people in the class the same way. Mm. Which really doesn't make any sense. So when you leave it up to the body, everybody does it slightly differently, but in an optimal way. You never go against yourself. Plus, you have a relaxed, open, empty, smiling mind. That's well said. That's really... <laughs> you're giving me a lot to think about. I appreciate it. You're holding that book <laughs> yeah. like it's your baby. Yeah. You must be super proud. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of you for having that book. It's a great book. It's, I'm holding it because it feels good. Um, it's not, I, I don't consider it my baby, but um, uh, I, cons I consider it something I had to do. I was kind of like, you know, um, it wasn't meant to be, but it feels good, you know? So that's why I'm like cuddling with that. What, what are you most proud about? Well, you know, ha having created that book. I wouldn't use the, I'm not, I don't feel proud. Okay. I wouldn't use that word. I feel, um, I feel excited, excited, excited. Yeah, I feel really, really like, you know, it's moving me. It's like, I'm like, I wake up in the morning. I feel like the movement, like, you know, I can like, I feel like I can fly out of the chimney. Yeah. I know it's getting translated into a number of languages. By the time maybe this comes out, we'll, we'll make the links available for the other languages or whenever it is available, we'll edit and put the links in there. Um, if someone is considering getting this book, why should they get it? Should they be into yoga to get that book? Mm -hmm. uh, if they're not, Someone like me, coffee table book maybe, conversation starter. <laughs> if this was your time to pitch, to why, why did you get the book? No, it's for uh, it's definitely for uh, people who already practice yoga, but also for people who are about to start yoga or who are not into yoga at all. Because uh, even if you don't practice, I mean, I recommend practicing the positions, the asanas. Uh, but even if you really feel like it's not your thing. Um, what I'm saying right now in the video is in the book. Yes. So if it resonates with you, I think that's... that's then the perspective yeah. will resonate with them. Yes, exactly. That's in the book. Yes. Um, back to the thing on advice. What's been the best piece of advice you've received? When I'm nervous about something, I ask myself how... If I was a superhero or... How would they feel in my body in that situation? And I'm already, already like... <laughs> Like nothing, you know, so it's like normal, like they don't care. Something who, um, who's, but uh, I, when I say they don't, they don't care, it's not like in a bad way, but feel strong in, a nice way, in a nice way, like a child doesn't care, you know, a child doesn't care. So, um, like that way, yeah. 
That's really good. So you put yourself in a superhero's shoe. Yeah. Or uh, better, I allow a superhero inside of my body. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Look at that. All the creative juice is coming right out. Right. What's been a good piece of advice you received but you didn't implement? I'll give you an example. I ask this question. I think I ask it in every episode because this is something that's critical that's become apparent for me in my own life that I was given some really good advice. I knew it was good advice and I didn't do it because I thought I was special or I could defy gravity or change the way the sun rises from the east. Mm -hmm. Like the importance of focus or the importance of you know discipline or the importance of reading or the importance of actively having positive thoughts. There are so many lessons. Yeah. But so much sometimes, as much as there are terrible advice that's being shared from, you know, <laughs> plenty of it, there's also some good advice that we might not be ready at some point. Mm -hmm. And maybe in your earlier days, you heard good advice that you didn't take on. Yes, yeah, I understand. But, um, but then that would, that would imply that um, I might have some regrets about that. While I don't, you know, because uh, I don't. Even like this time, right? You know, that comes to my mind right now is when I was not listening to my intuition, mm -hmm. even though it's not an advice from somebody. Even that time when I was not listening to my intuition, I don't regret, even though I got like uh, burnt. You know why I don't regret it? Mm -hmm. Because it was a lesson to learn that I really should advise on the intuition, and it made me stronger. Mm. And next time I had the difference between uh, making a rational decision or you know going by your intuition. And you and remember it. Yes. If if you could only give like one advice or a suggestion or leave your future kids with a single trait, so of all the wisdom that you've gathered throughout your life and things you've learned from your mom and everything that you know, but you could only impart one aspect, one trait or one lesson with your future kids, what would that be to give them the best shot of having a full life, mm -hmm. a happy life? Yeah. Don't forget that you are here only for a visit, that mm. you're just visiting here and that you are the, uh, that the universe sent you here to live, to allow life to go through you. That's the only thing you have to do. And have fun. Well, that just goes together naturally. You don't yeah. even have to say that. Yeah. Because when you do that, if you didn't get that, that was her tummy rumbling. <laughs> and that is cute to wrap things up. <laughs> yes. It's just because, well, I can't say we're going to have a part two or to be, to, we're going to come back because once I let go of her, <laughs> once the dictator lets go, <laughs> I don't know what I've got to get her seated over here. It's been six months of me trying to get her. Oh, please. Oh. So 500 years from now, how would history read? Like, what's the first thing that comes to your mind? Yuri Tabrakova was... This is your great-great-grandkids. It's not important for me at all. I okay. really don't care. It can be nothing. Uh -huh. I'm fine with that. It can be, I don't know. It's really, no, actually, I want I don't know, because right now I was going to say maybe a yoga teacher, author. No, because it's like, this again, like a little box. Mm. I'm not that little. I don't feel like this little box. I, like, I, don't, I feel like it's floating, you know, so it's not stable. Yeah. And how, how do you put in words or, or like in simple sentence something that is always moving and it's really not really, you know, it's existing and it's not existing at the same time. So I wouldn't actually want to send it like that. Fair enough. 
in a world where we don't have the attention, uh, and it's hard to get people's attention. Yeah. Imagine if they didn't watch this video or they haven't listened to the podcast so far. Mm -hmm. You only have 30 seconds or 60 seconds of their attention. What advice would you like to leave with the audience watching the video or listening to the podcast? How you feel is the most important thing ever. It doesn't matter if you're right. It doesn't matter if it's true. Only matters. It only matters how you feel. Nice one. Is there anything you would like in terms of an ask from the audience who are listening to this, who are watching this? Um, do you want them to check out your website? Do you want them to check out your book? What would you like them to do? I would love it, but the book is so far only in Czech uh, language. We are about to translate it uh, into English, thanks to Kevin pushing me. <laughs> Being a dictator. <laughs> so, of course, I would be happy if you visit our website, uh, cz and uh, also Milujeme Yoga, which means we love yoga. That's for our yoga dresses. And uh, I just wanted to say that um, if you really listened this whole time, it's wow. Thank you for being uh, with us. I mean, uh, present with us because being present is a gift, yeah. Well said, I really appreciate your time. Thank you. You, you've, you've been a very hard person to get hold of. <laughs> um, but I really enjoyed it. And I really meant what I said at the beginning that you are different. And one of the reasons I wanted you on the show, even though I have the pleasure of having your friendship and being able to call on you or hang out with you, um, you remind me that there is another part to life, that it's not all just serious or being in my own mind. And you even highlighted it right at the beginning that the mind is so much of just what we know. And there's a whole world out of it. So thank you once again for reminding me. Folks, um, I hope, I really believe that if, if you've watched this, if you resonated with Yudita, then I hope you got some gems out of today. If you're listening to this, I hope you got some gems out of today. Watch this video again, listen to it again. Um, there's so much that I'm having to process myself. And when I go over the videos to write my summary notes, I'm sure that I'm gonna pretty much stop playback, stop playback, just to, just to listen to it and comprehend. Because sometimes wisdom is imparted to us and we don't really get it the first time, or it takes a while. We all have just our you know, different clocks where it takes us to process or in your case, not to process the information and go with you know how you feel about it. Uh, I'll make the summary notes available. All the links to her um, website, to Yudita's website, the book, the dresses, we'll make available below the video. We'll make it available um, for the podcast. I hope that like all the other episodes, you realize that this is not about showing off or sharing success stories, but more so to help you get inspired, get informed and get going. I believe we've done that with this episode. If you have any questions, please ask them below. I'll try and answer them. If it's feely and woohoo-y kind of style, I'll pass it on to Yurita <laughs> to, it's true, I'm gonna get you to answer them. And if I can't get Yurita to answer them because she is busy, um, we'll find a way to answer them either through social media or we'll get another guest to share their perspective on it so we get you know people interacting together. But yeah, leave your questions below. Uh, let us know who would you like to see next on the show. I'd love to hear your comments. Also leave that below. I'm Kevin Abdurrahman. This is How Do They Do It. Boom. Thank you. Thank you. You okay? I'm getting hungry. Well, we'll have to finish this. <laughs> He's a dictator. I'm hungry. <laughs> Friend, from whichever corner of the world, you downloaded and listened to this podcast. 
I hope that my guest and I have given you something to think about, to talk about. Once again, I would appreciate you subscribing, sharing, and reviewing this podcast. It would mean a lot, especially if you resonated with our guest. Doing so will ensure that more people hear the gems that were dropped by our guest. Thank you for taking the time and allowing us in your world and having your attention. I'm Kevin Abdurrahman. This is How Do They Do It.